0: here we have
2: uh, our friends from sport here, um, never short of a smart comment, uh, Live 95's Luke Liddy, good morning Luke how morning. are you doing, um, Jerry Casey is also with us, good morning, morning Joe. Uh, Raff Rocca is here from Sporting Limerick, hi Joe. and Live ninety five soccer correspondent Mike Ahern is here as well and actually Sarah is just saying to us in Raheem, Joe some people get underwater photos taken of the baby when they're put underwater, uh, we we're talking about the water babies um, that happens at St. Gabriel's hydrotherapy pool in Doyle, and it makes for a very cool uh, photo indeed. It's become a really popular thing and I suppose the earlier you can get babies used to the water, in the water and learning to swim, um, the better. So what's happening in sport? Oh yes, Ireland play the All Blacks tomorrow. Um, That would be New Zealand. That would be the back-to-back world champions. And I see Air New Zealand uh, decided to release a video And uh, the video is, how would one put this politely, having a bit of a go at Ireland and the Irish, particularly Irish fans. It it needs the visual, really. So I'm just going to play a little bit of it. But in essence, and they're into doing this at Air New Zealand producing videos, and some of them are quite funny. It's meant as a, a flight safety demonstration. But remember, it's in the context of the flight being ireland versus the all blacks and helping irish fans through the trauma that we are going to face tomorrow according to air new zealand Kia ora, and welcome aboard this quarterfinal between new zealand and ireland
3: having won two out of the last three games some irish supporters may be expecting a pleasant journey
2: however we happen to think you might be in for some upcoming turbulence
3: during the hucka, fasten your seat belts tight so you don't flee for the exit too early
2: before kick-off, stow all hand out electronic devices in your pockets, as they may be dislodged and flying to the screen in front of you.
3: Stow away, young children. On the off chance that language may become a little colourful.
2: In the event of an early New Zealand try, no! lean forward into the crouch position with your head in your hands. No. All right, enough of that. So that's Air New Zealand's idea of a cheery, happy, clappy. But, Raph... There's every chance they're going to be right. I mean, is this like what Jerry and I were talking about this in the office yesterday? It's going to be like the famous time when the Mick Galway asked the Munster lads against Toulouse for God's sake, let's keep it under fifty.
3: Yeah, well, it's not their first rodeo either, Joe. They did one similar this year for the Bledisloe Cup, and I think it was 18 years since Australia won that. And they ha- put up a, 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 a newspaper ad, it was that time, of all the things that have happened that Australian 18 year olds will have witnessed, and not one of them was winning the Bledisloe Cup. So it's not their first time doing that. Um, no, it's, a bit, it's a bit of tongue in cheek. It's five minutes about Australia, though. 10 years, 20. If you're the marketing guru for, for New Zealand Air, it does you no harm. Um, you know, I suppose, look, they have a right to be cocky, too. They are. The back-to-back world champions, and uh, it's going to be a massive test for us um,
2: on Saturday morning. But Jerry, when Steve Hansen, the New Zealand coach, said earlier this week, and people say, "Oh, sure, Ireland have won a number of games against you," and he said, "Well, yeah, but this is the first time that it actually means something to both
4: sides." Well, That is true. I mean, the the the, the Chicago game was was wasn't a full-blooded uh, comp- competitive m- match. The one in 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 2018. Was I think you know, and we, we put it up to them, and I think that's reflected in the team that Joe's picked. He's picked people who have beaten the All Blacks, so it's a it's a, it gets into your head that you're these people can be beaten. Now, I'm not saying they will, it's going to be a very, very tough game, but uh, you know, I, I, I snuck into the New Zealand Herald website this morning just to see what they're oh, yeah. saying, yeah, and until they wanted two euro two dollars fifty, but they got a little <laughs> bit out of it. There, like Zinzan Brook, for example, is looking straight to the to the English game. He didn't even consider Ireland. He's looking us to the semi final. He's overlooked us, and so there's a certain amount of, of you know cockiness, I suppose, that might just bounce back against them. Hopefully, I mean, it's the only thing that. Okay, we know that they're, they're skill wise and all that are they're better than us. But on a day and a match day, it's a cup final. Well, it's a quarter final. It's a one off game. I think we have a chance.
2: So you're saying the reward for the winners tomorrow is a likely semi-final against yes. England.
4: They yes. play Australia, do That's they? That's right, yeah. He's, he's assuming England will beat Australia and they're not even con- contemplating us as a as a, 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 a problem.
0: <laughs> Two big assumptions. <clears throat> that England will beat Australia, first of all. But look, yeah, New Zealand are favourites going into this. They haven't lost a World Cup game in in 17 games. So they are going to be favourites coming into it as well. After they lost to to Ireland, they actually changed up their team. They've Bowden Barrett now dropped to fullback. Mwanga came in as uh, out half. So they actually took that loss and they addressed it. They adapted. They have new lads coming in on the wings as well, who've only a couple of caps each. So whereas Ireland are are pretty much the same team and will play the same system and try the same things against New Zealand, New Zealand are reactive and they've reacted to to a couple of teams maybe figuring them out. They lost obviously to South Africa as well, and they've they've adapted to that and you just don't know what you're going to get from New Zealand. They can they can adapt to what you're going to do on the day. So I think that's, that's why they're favourites and
4: that's why they've they've been so successful.
2: And you have sense a bit of controversy over one of the players who's been picked to play for New Zealand tomorrow.
4: That's right. Uh, he's, he's actually a former Fijian. Um, uh, uh, Savu Reese is his name. He was to play... In fact, if things had gone to plan, he'd be warming up with Connacht this week to play the Cheetahs. He was, you might remember, was was uh, picked by Connacht to the IRFU, effectively, and then he was um, he was in court in New Zealand for um, for violence basically, and uh, he was convicted, and uh, his contract was rescinded by the IRFU. And uh, he then stayed on in New Zealand and played very well, I think, with the Crusaders. Domestic violence. Domestic violence, yes, and uh, he he beat up his girlfriend. Uh, it's well documented, and uh, for that reason, rightly so, Connacht rescinded his contract. Uh, and he stayed on. We played with the Crusaders and I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that, but well enough to get picked now by the New Zealand team and tomorrow. And, and you know, is it causing any
2: flutter well, in New Zealand yeah.
4: itself? One of the press conferences, um, the coach was asked about it and he said uh, that uh, domestic violence was a, g- a gender matter basically, that it could be male or female. I, think, I don't know what... What's what, that got to do with it? I don't it? know. That was his response. But he, uh, I think they prefer it not to be brought up with, press conference, but it keeps coming up.
2: Right. Well, I suppose then, if you pick somebody, then you will expect that, Raf, won't you?
4: Yeah,
3: you will, Joe. Yeah, it's 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 in, inevitable and it's unavoidable. And uh, I don't think it's, uh, you know, it's some, I don't think it's something they can brush under the carpet either. Yeah, because, of course, we
2: have a situation here where we have um, players uh, um, who were uh, not convicted on rape charges in Belfast who will not be picked for Ireland, Paddy Jackson particularly, I mean there's no doubt that Paddy Jackson would be at the World Cup if it weren't for the controversy around that case and as I say they weren't convicted, they were found not guilty
3: And not only will, it, will they never be picked for Ireland again but they won't, they'll never get a, a, a contract with an Irish province either because all the provincial contracts go through the IRFU so as far as a playing career in this country or these, in this island goes, uh, that's the end of the road as well Right.
4: So
2: Luke, I um, where do we have a chance here tomorrow?
0: I don't know. It's it's, it's a hard that's question, I think. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, look, I, I think they they do. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it two of the last three times. Yes, there wasn't as much a, a at stake. You have to show up for these big occasions. You'll need 100% performance from everyone. I mean, defensively, that's where I suppose we've, we've had their number. That's where Andy Farrell has had their number as well, be it with the Lions or be it with Ireland. He's the only, I think, coach in the last five years to to stop them in two games from from scoring a try. So, look, he maybe has something over them, but they've probably looked at that. As I said, they adapt, and I'm probably expecting a, a bit more from them. And you, you'll expect some tricks and flicks and offloads that will maybe get around that defence.
2: Nigel Owens is the referee tomorrow, well known to us, um, and you know, generally somebody. I, my impression has always been that Munster have never had any difficulty being refereed by Nigel Owens. Sometimes Ireland might have felt slightly
4: um, hard done by by him. Yeah, it, it, Nigel Owens, um, you know, he's his own man. He, you know, he he refs it as he sees it, and uh, so it's very hard to predict. Often you'll hear a. Uh, uh, if if they know the referee in advance that he's very weak on the breakdown or he's strong on the breakdown or he's got you know Nigel can can be very you know he he'll, he'll ref as he sees it I don't think he'll be favouring anybody you know I know he's in Northern Hemisphere in fact that can be a problem at times they might want to err in the other way to not be seen to be to be uh, focusing on, on on Ireland for example but at the end of the day I don't think the referee is going to have a huge impact I think I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, I think that um Ireland have a chance. I know after Japan you might think why I'd say that. It's a one off. We've beaten them twice in the last 4 years in 16 and 18. Um that's that's psychologically that's huge and I think it's it's going to be a great a great game. It's fair to say Raf that New Zealand will
2: do whatever is required to win tomorrow.
3: Yeah, and that includes lying on top of the breakdown and not rolling away. And when they do roll away, rolling rolling into the scrum half. I think the breakdown has been a mess at this competition. I think it's been the referees have let scandalous things go on, you'll see guys like I said when they come out of the tackle pretending that they're rolling away but they're actually rolling back into the scrum half and stopping him from getting at the ball so the ref will say oh, he's making an effort to get away, It's it's been a mess Nigel Owens you'd imagine will be streetwise enough to clamp down on that because New Zealand will they will they'll make it, they'll put their hands up, they'll make it look like they're trying to get out of the way but they're not they know exactly what they're doing and what happens as well with New Zealand is that because they're the All Blacks, it might take Three offenses before they get a yellow card. Whereas if that's a Japanese player that's caught lying on the wrong side, he'll get the yellow card straight away. There's that's that sort of carry-on going on as well. As well as that for Ireland, I think if you watch what South Africa did in the opening 25 minutes of their game, they absolutely rushed up in the five-meter channel at the at, at 9 and 10 to try and cut out the uh, to cut out the attacks there. It worked for 20 minutes, but when they started falling off those tackles space outside and they got picked off. So if we can do that, we we've a, we've a have a chance.
2: OK, well, after the guy, I want to talk to you about um, probably the uh, simplest and most effective way for the all blacks to beat Ireland is to take out Johnny Sexton tomorrow and what can be done from an Irish perspective to prevent that happening. And uh, we'll also talk about what's a glorified training session uh, for uh, Liverpool against Manchester United this weekend. Right, we're in the middle of our sports chat uh, with Luke Liddy, Mike Hearn, Jerry Casey, and Raf Rocca ahead of tomorrow's game Ireland versus New Zealand. And uh, we were just saying before the break, there, you know, New Zealand are utterly ruthless. And they will, more than anything else, because this is how they identify almost um, nationally and internationally, will do whatever it takes to win this game. So the simplest path to doing that is to take Johnny Sexton out early. How likely is that or what can Ireland do in terms of dialogue with Nigel Owens, the referee, or on the pitch to prevent it?
4: You know, I mean Johnny Sexton will be targeted there's absolutely no question about that he is the mainstay of that team he drives it forward he links the backs the forwards I mean his he's leadership etc but I think with, with nowadays with, with um, the, the, the TMO with the, you know, the, the, the officials they're watching they're aware that this is a possibility and I think that the New Zealanders themselves the All Blacks will know that they're being watched the TMO the, if you hear them the ref can just say in the middle of the, did you catch that you know, So they're watching everything that's happening off the ball. So I, I think they'd be foolish to try it. I mean, if they lose a match, if they lose a player with a red card early on, I think Ireland have a super chance, you know, given the way that the All Blacks play. And uh, so, um, but you're right, he will be targeted. But it will be probably try to be fair and hard, but sometimes it's hard to...
2: And um, Rory Best probably needs to leave his gentlemanly approach in the locker room, doesn't he, in terms of getting in the referee's face in the appropriate manner, and I understand it's different maybe to other sports, but you're not accepting anything because, again, New Zealand are brilliant at running the game through the
3: referee. Yeah, they are, and look, it's... I suppose the Rory best needs a big game with he's throwing more than anything else you know because <laughs> uh, like, as, as one of our uh, you know primary possession is going to be key we can't afford to cough ball up especially when it's on our throw when it's on our put-in so he's got a lot to take care of you know with scrums and lineouts. but yeah he, he, there has to be a constant communication and if you look at Sexton as well on the pitch despite the fact that he's not the captain he's almost like a, a second captain if you will in the back line he there's a lot of communication between him and the referee as well so look it's it is crucial but but I, I think uh, we have to worry more about retaining possession, not kicking cheap ball away and you know, than, than, than anything about influencing the ref, really. Yeah, Tony says there's no team built around one
2: man. Everyone plays. If Sexton is taken out, then the what the other fourteen should walk off. Then if people are saying they'll lose without Sexton, everyone's a team player. And if you have that attitude, don't even bother turning up or playing if you feel you can't do without it. Well, the reality is we've seen Ireland without Johnny Sexton. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest
4: here. I, 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 I mean, what he says is right. I mean, there's no one one player. But having said that, Sexton has proved invaluable. He's fifty-four times now playing with Conor Murray. I mean, as a partnership, um, they're they're. they're you know, they're at the mainstay. They, if they're playing well, Ireland will play well and Ireland have a chance. And the one thing about it
2: is New Zealand do cough up points and their general approach is it doesn't matter to a degree because we'll always score more than the opposition. The one thing that gives you half a chance is if you can stop them scoring tries or as many as they normally do. And that, that's probably where some of Ireland's success was built in recent
4: games against them. Yeah, we have been able to score tries. I mean, we, we've, you know, um, I was lucky enough to be in Chicago. I mean, we scored, I think it was 48-29 in the end or something like that. I mean, it was phenomenal, uh, try scoring. And uh, similarly, when we, we we when they won in the last minute, I think we were about three tries ahead at one stage. So we can score tries, but there was always this mental blockage that they were going to come back and beat us in the end. But that mental blockage has been erased now. So if we can score tries, we can defend too. Mm. Mike, you've been waiting for this for a long time,
2: I know, because this is uh, about um, the chickens coming home to
1: roost as far as you're
2: concerned for Ireland rugby.
1: <laughs> not really, Joe. I hope I'm sitting here Monday morning saying brilliant Ireland performance and Ireland playing England or Australia in a World Cup semi-final. But let's be real here, on all the evidence in front of us, we haven't a hope in the game tomorrow. We're just not good enough. We haven't shown in any of the group games that we're going to be able to compete with the tenacity that the All Blacks will bring. You mentioned the key players there, Rory Best and Johnny Sexton. Apart from Rory Best playing the full 80 against Scotland, I've never seen the two of them start and finish the same international. So I don't think we'll cope for 80 minutes against the ferocity of the All Blacks. And for me it's how much All Blacks win by tomorrow. And it's sad to say it as an Irish fan and sit here as an Irish soccer supporter, obviously hoping we qualify for big tournaments, but we are never going to win a World Cup or European Championships in soccer, not in my lifetime. And I'd hesitate to say, I don't think the rugby team will do it in my lifetime either. We're we're just not built to win major tournaments. All Blacks, England, Australia, they've been keeping things fairly low over the last two years. Ireland were winning couple of grand slams and six nations titles and putting everything into that. This is where it really matters. If Ireland stand up tomorrow, of course you have a chance in a one off game. I can't see us winning the World Cup, which is the which is what this is ultimately about. It's not beating New Zealand tomorrow. To get to a World Cup final you have to beat New Zealand. But can Ireland win for the next three weekends? Can't see it. And if that's the case, Raf, how serious
2: are the questions the IRFU will have to answer? Because we will have gone out at exactly the same stage we have in every other World Cup that we played in despite all of these changes despite talk of increasing squad depth despite talk of how, how the club game has been relegated and even the provinces have to kowtow to the Ireland international team and we're on the same plane home we are every other year
3: yeah, and it's a head scratcher. I mean, if you look what happened in France, it it it, it was doomed from the beginning. And and I suppose it, it kind of there's similar parallels. I know in France we actually went home with the group stage. At least in this one we got into quarterfinals. But that game against Japan, it really knocked the confidence and the stuffing out of Ireland. And they've been going backwards since. There's no point saying otherwise. Connacht put sixty points on that Russia team in Moscow three weeks beforehand. We put thirty five. You know, I don't care about the conditions. I don't care about anything else. We were inaccurate. We were sloppy, and mistakes and knock-ons that were happening you could see that it was draining confidence and the next guy instead of being able you know concentrate and catching the ball was trying to do too much and it's that has fed in and that has kind of seeped into this team and you can't reverse that in the middle of a competition you know your the idea is to build momentum throughout the group stage and come into the quarterfinal flying we've almost reversed in there and i I can't see us generating the, the momentum we need prediction for tomorrow new zealand prediction for tomorrow
4: i'm going to go ireland
3: Mike, prediction for tomorrow?
4: The All
2: Blacks. New Zealand. Mike, a training session for um, Liverpool against Manchester United this weekend. You know, we can pretend it's not, but it essentially is. I mean, Liverpool have no excuse for not winning the league now as European champions. And Manchester United, unfortunately, are going into reverse at a rate of knots.
1: Yeah, we said United, we feel, could be in a relegation battle and... I stand by it. I just don't see the quality. I don't see the team cohesiveness. I don't see the attacking flair. They're not scoring goals. They got two in the whole month of September. They were slagging about Marcus Rashford winning the goal of the month for United with a penalty. I mean, that's the chaotic and joker levels that are going on at the biggest <laughs> club in the world. I mean, it's. I, I don't know if anybody in Old Trafford seeing this. I mean everybody from the outside can see it it's absolute carnage what's going on at that football club they have all the resources in the world as in money disposable income that they can spend on players which they've done and they've bought tragically over the last couple of years including Mourinho Salsier Liverpool have bought very well look at the two at the back Alisson and Van Dijk top class, they've changed the team, they're, they've transformed all their fortunes, they've won a the European Cup, they're on the up, United are on the down, United can still get 60 odd thousand, seventy thousand 70,000 into a stadium, to watch absolute tripe every week, and they're not playing well, they're a poor side, and for me, while you can say it's a training session this weekend, and people are saying United are without their two best players, De Gea and Pogba, who ironically are their two worst players, in the last 12 months, Um Yes, it all points to Liverpool victory. Yes, it all points to the All Blacks, but sport by its very nature causes shocks and come in here Monday morning and I would not be one bit surprised if United won one nil. Right. Like Liverpool aren't on fire either, yeah. but they're winning games without playing well. United aren't even winning games. And as you predicted earlier this
2: week, um, the Republic of Ireland will have a win or bust cup final type game uh, against Denmark next month at the Aviva to qualify for the European Championships.
1: Yeah, and I agree with Mick McCarthy. If you were offered this at the start of the campaign, you would have bitten somebody's hand off. Good enough performance in the second half again during the week, but look, we don't have the quality. It's like the Irish rugby team. We're a small nation. We we don't have players being churned out left, right and centre that are good technically on the ball, that can pass the ball well, that can score regularly, that play with big clubs all around Europe. The Republic of Ireland don't have that. So to get the opportunity... To beat Denmark at home in a one-off game with a packed stadium, all roaring for the Republic of Ireland. Great opportunity for Mick McCarthy to sign off and get Ireland to European Championships before Stephen Kenny comes in. All right. OK, we look forward to it. The kick-off in the rugby tomorrow is
2: 11.15 Irish time, um, Ireland uh, versus the, the, the All Blacks. Well, the one thing we can be sure of is, anyway, we won't win the hacker. Because we're not allowed to do, and I don't know what we do anyway, even if we were allowed. We'll, but we'll have Ireland's call. We'll have Ireland's call. So we'll see who gets called where. Thank you, Raf Rocka. Thank you, Jerry Casey. Thank you, Luke Liddy. Thank you, Micah Hearn.
4: Call Limerick today now on 461995.